transforming lives. Rise up, take up your bed, and walk. Now the command that Jesus gave this man was a command that needed to be obeyed. Welcome to Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Harvest Intercontinental Church in Alexandria, Virginia. Harvest Intercontinental Church, Virginia is a multicultural, missions-oriented, disciple-making church with the purpose of sharing the gospel with as many people as possible in the Northern Virginia area and around the world. Please join Reverend Obadiah Swen for today's message. We want to read verse 38, Acts chapter 10, verse 38. At the count of two, we'll all read together. One, two. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. We bless you, Lord, because you are faithful and true. Holy Spirit, speak to us and through us. Encourage, challenge, and minister life unto us. We give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. You are a good God. You are a faithful God. You are a loving Father. There is none like unto you. We just bless you, Lord, because of your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. You may be seated. The story in John chapter 5 of Jesus healing the paralyzed man illustrates the goodness of God. One day, a paralyzed man had a divine encounter with Jesus. Um, for 30 long years, this man had been paralyzed. His situation was impossible. All hope were gone. The Bible tells us that this man was at the pool of Bethesda, Bethesda, where there were many sick people, the blind, the deaf, the diseased, the crippled. All of them were crowded together at a place lying by the pool, waiting for the water to be stirred by an angel. The Bible says, Now there is at Jerusalem, by the sheep market, a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda having five porches. In these lie a great multitude of invalid folks, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed, waiting for the water, moving of the water. For an angel went down at the certain season into the pool and troubled the water, and whosoever then first stepped into the water after the troubling of the water was made whole of whatever disease he had. John chapter 5, verse 2 to 4. The Bible tells us that at the pool, at a certain time, an angel of God came down and he stirred the water. And whoever was sick, when they got into the water, they were healed. Now, when you look at this, that particular situation, there was nothing significant about the water itself. It was the manifestation of God's grace and mercy by allowing his angel to stir the water that created a, a powerful encounter to bring healing a supernatural manifestation to the people who were at the place. So it, it was not that the water was special. It was God's manifestation by um, allowing his injury, his grace. In fact, the word Bethesda means 
house of mercy. So God was demonstrating his mercy and his grace to the people who were sick by allowing the angel to stir the water so that it can bring healing and deliverance. The Bible tells us that Jesus was in Jerusalem and Jesus went by this pool and he met the man as he was walking by the pool. He saw all of the people. There were many people that were sick there, but he saw this particular man who were crippled and paralyzed and he knew that this man had been to that place in that position for 38 years. And the Bible tells us that Jesus asked this man a very interesting question. And he said to him in verse 5 and 6, Will you be made whole? Or in another words, Jesus was asking him, Are you ready to be healed? Are you willing to make the effort and to be earnest about your healing? And the paralyzed man did not answer Jesus the um, question. First, he did not even understand that Jesus was the Messiah standing before him, the deliverer, the healer, the promised one that God was, has sent. He did not realize that Jesus was what God had prophesied in Malachi, that he was the son of righteousness with, that, that would come with healing in his wind. He did not realize it, but when Jesus asked him that question, he said, Lord, I do not have anybody to help me. So instead of this man focusing on God and what God was able to do, he was focusing on his situation and his circumstances. And many people are like that. They focus on their circumstances and their sickness and their disease instead of lifting up their eyes and looking to the God who has the power to heal. Right before this man was the healer. He was Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals. He was standing, the one who came to break bondages and deliver from sickness and disease. But instead of this man looking to Jesus, he was looking at his situation. Now Jesus was not asking the man whether or not he thought he had somebody to help him or whether or not um, there were other people. But the, the answer that this man gave suggests that this man focused was on what other people could do for him instead of what he could believe God for. And then Jesus said to him, rise up, take up your bed, and walk. Now the command that Jesus gave this man was a command that needed to be obeyed. Amen. Jesus spoke his word to this man and it, it, it changed the circumstances and the situation in his life. But this man had a choice. He could have sat down and refused to get up. But he, the Bible says he made an effort and got up. And when he got up, he was immediately healed. And it is very, very important because we need to understand that whatever God gave us a command or God gave us his word, we need to apply the word of God in our lives and on the circumstances that we face so that the word of God can change our situation and our circumstances. The Bible tells us that God watches over his word to perform it. We are continuing our series on the power of God is present to heal. The last time we minister, we share with you on the second principle of healing. And that is that the church is God's center for healing. We share with you four reasons why the church is God's center for healing. They are the floodgates 
of heaven are open. Christ's purpose for his church. God is a healing God. And the church is God's solution. Today we want to teach on the third principle of healing. And that is Satan is the source of sickness and disease. We want to share with you four reasons why Satan is the source of sickness and disease. And they are God is the source of all blessings. Um, number two, the curse of sin, sickness, and death came because of the fall. Number three, Satan deceived Adam and Eve to disobey God, and that was brought about the fall. And number four, Jesus came to break the curse. So let's look at each one of these um, things and, and, and draw principles from there and share with you concerning why sickness, I mean, Satan is the um, source of sickness and disease. Now, number one, God is the source of blessings. Amen. One of the major keys in receiving healing or ministering healing to the sick is to understand the true source of sickness and disease. It is not God's will for his children to suffer. It is not God's will for you to be afflicted with sickness and disease. It is not God's will for you to experience pain in your body. It is not God's will for people to die from sickness and disease. That's not God's will. God is clear. The Bible tells us in um, Exodus chapter 15 verse 26 that God is the healer. He said, I am the Lord who heals you. Amen. God cannot be your healer and put in sickness on you at the same time. Amen. God is the healer. And the Bible tells us when Jesus was here, everywhere he went, he went, he did good by healing all who were oppressed of the devil. Our text in Mark, uh, um, Acts chapter 10, Peter said, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. So you see that, that Jesus went about doing good, and Jesus healed those who were oppressed. That means Satan is the one who was oppressing them. Amen. And he healed them. Amen. The Bible tells us in James chapter 1 verse 17 that all good and all perfect gifts comes from God, who is the Father of lights, and he is the one who there is no variation in him or shadow of turning. Our Heavenly Father is a good God. He is the source of all blessings and all goodness. Jesus said, if you as a mere human are uh, um, being evil, are able to give good gifts to your children, how much more with God? who is your heavenly father, gave good gifts to those who ask him. So we see that Jesus was comparing us uh, as mere human who have fault, who have uh, uh, frailties, shortcomings. He said, even those of us who have been evil, we gave good gifts to our children. How much more would our heavenly father, who is pure and perfect and holy, give good gifts to those? So God is not the source of sickness and disease. Sickness and disease are never the will of the Father, nor does He afflict anyone with sickness and disease. And to believe that God gave sickness and disease in order to teach you a lesson or to humble you 
It's a lie of the devil, and the devil is trying to allow you to uh, um, take away your faith and your confidence in pursuing what God desired for you. God provided healing in the atonement. The Bible tells us in Isaiah chapter 53, verse 3 to 5, that surely Jesus bore our sin and our sorrows, and he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. The Bible also tells us in First Peter that Jesus bore our sins on, on his body on the tree, and by his stripes we were healed. Isaiah was looking to the cross. Peter was looking uh, um, back at the cross. Isaiah was prophesying of what Jesus was going to do. Peter was recording what Jesus did on the cross. And G Peter said, we were healed. It is past tense. God has already accomplished our healing. Amen. And in Acts chapter 10, the passage we read, the Bible says that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. The devil is the oppressor. God is the healer. Say hallelujah. Amen. The second reason why Satan is the source of sickness and disease is that the curse of sin, sickness, and death came as the result of the fall. When we fall, when we go into Genesis chapter 1, 2, and 3, we see how Adam and Eve disobeyed God because of the, uh, of the deception of the devil and as the result of that, sin, sickness, disease, and death came into the world. Amen. And Satan was the one who instigated and deceived Adam and Eve to cause them to, to fall. In uh, um, God's original plan, when he created man, um, Adam and Eve, he did not create pain. He did not create sin. He did not create sickness and disease. He created them perfect, pure, holy in order to have a fellowship with him and to enjoy um, the fellowship in his presence. In fact, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 31, the Bible says, and God said, saw that everything that he made was good. Say, everything was good. Everything God created was good. Amen. God created man to love him and to worship him and to walk in close communion and fellowship with him. God wanted a family, God wanted a relationship, and God created Adam and Eve uh, um, to, 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 to be his, a part of his family in order to have fellowship with him. When God created Adam and Eve, he created them in his own image. The Bible says in his likeness. He created Man in his image, in the like image of God, he created male and female, he created them. Amen. Both man and woman are created in the image of God. God created us just like him, in the likeness of God. And one of the things that God, the Bible tells us that when God created them, he gave man or he gave us the authority, with, he honor us with glory and gave us the, the responsibility concerning the works of his hand. And the Bible also tells us in Genesis chapter 1 verse 28 that he gave man dominion. Amen. He gave them dominion. He said, be fruitful 
and multiply. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, replenish the earth, subdue it and have dominion over the earth, over the fish of the sea, the fowls of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the face of the earth. In um, Psalm chapter 8, the Bible uh, daily said, What is man that you are mindful of him, or the son of man that you visited him? You made him a little lower than the angels. Amen. So God and crown him with glory and honor. So God's purpose was to crown us with glory and honor and to, 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 to give us dominion for us to operate. God's purpose was to establish his kingdom. And he gave Adam and Eve power, authority, and dominion to rule over it. Uh, um, but instead of that, Adam and Eve listened to the lies of the devil. In fact, turn to Genesis chapter 3. I want to show you something. Genesis chapter 3. You see, every time we take our focus of God and we take our minds of what God is doing in our lives and we fail to listen to the word of God, we get deceived. We get tricked. We get uh, lured away from the things of God, and we allow the devil to deceive us. The Bible says Satan uh, caused Adam and Eve to rebel against uh, um, God. He, uh, uh, um, God has spoken to them, has given them everything in the guiding. God gave Adam and Eve everything. He put the tree of knowledge of and good and evil in the garden. He put the tree of life in the garden. He said you can eat of all of the tree. Everything that you can eat, you can take anything, you can enjoy all of it, but the tree of the knowledge of good and the evil, you shall not eat because on the day that you eat it, you shall die. Amen. And then the Bible tells us that the devil said to, the, to Eve, you shall not surely die. So what he did, he took God's word and he distorted the word of God. And ever since that happened, and Adam and Eve fell, sin came into the world and death by sin came into the world. So look at Genesis chapter 3. Let me show you something. Look at verse 1. The Bible says the serpent was more cunning than all of the, any of the beasts of the field which God has made. And he said unto the woman, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat of the tree of every that is in the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the tree, but of the, in the, the tree of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said that you shall not eat of it, for in the day that you touch it, you shall die. Then the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die, for God does know that in the day that you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So the woman saw what the tree was good for food, and it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise. She took it of his fruit and ate, and she also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. Then the eyes were both of them were open, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves covering. And they heard in the, the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of, of God among the trees of the garden. Now, we, we see this, uh, and you read this, you're wondering, okay, the Bible talks about the serpent, but it's not just, it's not the snake. The snake is not the devil. Amen. I the devil used the snake 
amen, and to deceive the, the uh, Adam and Eve. But notice that the, the devil was offering Adam and Eve what they already had. He was offering them to be like God, and they were already created in the image of God. You see, that's why it's important for you to know your identity. It's important for you to get in the Word of God so you know who you are, who the Bible says you are. Amen. The Bible also tells us that the, 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 the devil distorted the Word. God has spoken to them clearly and said, in the day that you eat of this, you shall die. He said, you will not surely die. I mean, that means you will die, but not surely die. Okay, that means you will die, but, hey, you know, I don't know when you say surely die. I mean, maybe you will die, um, sin, disobedience, and all of that. And, you know, uh, and, and so he, he deceived them. But you know, notice in verse 6, it says, When the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desiring to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate it. Okay, there are three major temptations that we find in the word. It is the loss of the flesh, the loss of the eye, and the pride of life. And you know, and that's what happened. She saw the food. She it was desirable to eat. Okay, she saw it. It was the loss of the eye. Uh, uh, it was something that was uh, uh, pleasant. To her, okay, the desire, the, the loss of the flesh. She saw that it was something that was uh, uh, going to make her wise. It was the pride of life. She was desiring something that God had already given, but the devil was deceiving her in order to take away the authority that God had given to her. And once that happened, Adam and Eve died, and sin entered the world. And because of sin, all of us die. So anytime you listen to, to read this passage and you read where the devil says you will not surely die, just walk by the graveyard and see all those people who are in the graveyard and just know that the devil is a liar. He always lies. Amen. The third reason why uh, um, Satan is the source of sickness and disease is that he deceived Adam and Eve to disobey God. He lied, he used trickery and deception to cause them to, dis, to, to disobey God. Because the devil knew that disobedience would cause Adam and Eve to be cut off from God's grace and God's plan. Amen. He himself disobeyed God and he was kicked out of heaven. And he wanted Adam and Eve to follow after his disobedience. And every time you see yourself going against the word of God, going against what God said, going against the, the, the plans and the, and the, and the, and the content, precepts of God, just realize you are following the ways of the devil. Amen. The Bible tells us, wherefore in Romans chapter 5, wherefore by one man's sin, one man sin enter into the world and death by sin, so death passed upon all men for all have sinned. Amen. Death reigned over and over again because of Adam and Eve's sin. And thank God for Jesus Christ because the Bible says, because of one man disobedient, many were made sinners. So by one man, Jesus Christ's obedience, many will be made 
righteous. Because of Adam and Eve's sin, they were cut off. There was the curse. Amen. If you read Genesis chapter, if you continue reading this, this passage, when Adam and Eve hid themselves, the Bible says they sow fake leaves. They were trying to cover up their sin. But you know, you can never cover up sin because whatever is done in the dark will always come to light. Amen. And the Bible tells us that when God came in the cool of the day, when God came to have fellowship with them, they were hiding. Instead of coming to God and running to God, they were running away from God. And that's what sin does. Sin causes you to run away from God. And I want to encourage you to pursue God, to pursue the things of God, to allow God to touch your life and to bring changes into your heart and into your life. And instead of running from God, you need to run to God because God is the one who has the solution to change your life and change your situation and change your circumstances. The devil deceived Adam and Eve, caused them to disobey, and because of that, Adam and Eve submitted themselves to the devil and they became a slave to the devil. And the devil now became the god of this world. He used trickery to uh, usurp the authority that God gave Adam and Eve. And by high treason, he overthrew Adam and Eve and he took over. And Adam and Eve were, 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 were... Thank you for spending this time with us. We do not like to end our broadcast without giving you the opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. The Bible says... Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Friends, if you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Friends, we are excited that you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. We would like to send you some free materials to help you grow in your Christian faith. This has been a presentation of Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Harvest Intercontinental Church, Virginia. Please join us at one of our services on Sunday at 11 a.m. Contemporary Worship, Wednesday at 8 p.m. Bible Study, and Friday at 8 p.m. Intercessory Prayer. For more information about Harvest Intercontinental Church, Virginia, and how you can partner with us, please visit our website at harvestersvirginia.com or email us at admin at harvestersvirginia.com. Mm-hmm.